welcome to Capes and Japes, uh, the most budget-friendly podcast. Look, just because I was doing, just because I was late to recording because I was doing my budget, <laughs> doesn't mean you gotta pull it into the recording. You don't gotta call me out in front of everybody. It's honestly, it's not a call out because um, E showed up late because. They were doing their budget, and then uh, as we were getting set up to record, they were like, oh, so we're recording the uh, bonus episode for May after this, right? And I was like, I had completely forgotten about that. So I have no budget, and I'm also not prepared. Um, But at least you're prepared for today's episode, right? I am prepared for the most important thing, which is the episode we're about to do. Um, It is also raining here. some ambiance. Some ambiance, yeah. I don't think it's loud enough to be picked up on the mic, but if you hear some weird, vaguely rain-like sounds, uh, that would be it. Um, today, we are talking about Game of Thrones. We're not. Oh, but I God, have no. Today. <laughs> I I'm like, not prepared now... for that, Olivia. Oh, boy, nobody I know is. nothing about this. That's good. That's for the best. Um, I had the thought today, I was like, now that, like, like Game of Thrones hype has, like, really eclipsed Endgame hype, maybe we should just pivot to a Game of Thrones podcast. And then I thought about how a Game of Thrones podcast would just be me getting really, really mad <laughs> for, like, an hour. Um, I mean, so are, if it's therapeutic yeah. for you. Listen, no, I thought... I thought comics made me mad, and then I watched Game of Thrones, and I was like, never mind, comics are good all the time. (laughs) Um, Today, we are not talking about Game of Thrones, a show which I do not like. We are talking about a character who I like very, very much, Um, and that is Starfire. Um, Another one of the, the Teen Titans who was introduced by um, Marv Wolfman and George Perez in the 80s. Um, We talked about uh, Cyborg last week, who's another one of this group. Um, Like, uh, Cyborg, Starfire, uh, Beast Boy, and Raven are the characters we're talking about this month. Um, Are usually, like, the four four most well-known characters who were introduced in New Teen Titans, um, which I think is mostly because they and Robin were the heroes of, uh, the 2003 cartoon, which ruled, um, and Starfire is, mm, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to say she's the most popular out of all of them, though I think she might be. I do think she's kind of gotten the most like, mileage as a character. And some of that mileage has been great, and some of it has been, uh, less good. (laughs) But, uh, we'll touch on all that. Um, so she was created by, uh, writer Marv Wolfman and artist George Perez, um, in 1980. Um, she first, uh, she was first introduced along with, uh, 
Cyborg and some other members of this new Teen Titans team uh, in DC Comics Presents, which was like uh, like a team up series that had like a bunch of kind of like backup issues and you know in this one backup story it was like here's some new teens who are gonna be showing up pretty soon um watch out for these teens look out they're coming um and then you know made her uh official debut in the first issue of uh new teen titans um so uh starfire uh is an alien um she is an alien from the planet of uh Tamaran um which is not a real planet um <laughs> I mean it could listen it could be a real planet and they were just like what if some like what if some buckwild aliens lived up there um she's an alien from the planet of Tamaran um which in this universe uh exists in the Vega star system um and Tamaranians are uh like a lot of aliens weirdly mostly just look like humans but slightly different um yeah it's weird how that always happens so weird how that's like always the always the case like all the time um Tamaranians um look mostly uh mostly like humans they're on the whole slightly like uh taller and fitter um they have orange skin um and as a species they all have the ability um to absorb ultraviolet light um and use that uh to be able to fly. Um, and they're also, you know, uh, like, stronger and faster and, like, more durable and, uh, generally more powerful than humans are. Um, and, uh, and just a fun, just a fun bonus thing that's mostly just there for fun alien shenanigans is they can, uh, learn language through, uh, physical contact. Um, which Starfire always does by kissing people, um, because she says it's more fun that way, um, but mostly it's just, like, uh-oh, wacky hijinks, like, Cory kissed a stranger, um, <laughs> whoops, whoopsie-daisy, um, but, uh, so, Starfire, uh, is born as a, uh, to the royal family of Tamaran, um, her- given name is, uh, Coriander, um, which is a spice, it's not spelled like the spice, it's K-O-R-I-A-N-D, apostrophe R, because you gotta get apostrophes in there so people know it's, like, a sci-fi name. Yeah, the most um, sci-fi you can get is putting apostrophes in names. It's true, that's which, how you- Which means that a lot of, you know, uh, I- what would you call the grouping of French, Spanish, and Italian? Romance languages? Yeah, but like the countries. Oh, romance countries. Sure. That's why the romance <laughs> countries are the most sci-fi. 
All those, all that, those uh, D's and apostrophes and. Mm-hmm. 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 It's true. That's that's confirmed. Um. Uh. So she is a uh a princess of the royal family of Tamarin. I think Starfire is supposed to be just like an English translation of Coriander because uh her sister also goes by Blackfire. Um, or maybe she just, she just decided to call herself Starfire, and then, uh, Commander showed up and was like, I want a name too! Um, but she's a, uh, oh. If I remember correctly, I think I saw something, it might have been, like, a later thing, it might not have been an original thing, but I think I remember seeing something about that, where it's like, in your language, it's like Starfire. That works. That's, that's kind of what I figured. Um, so, uh, as mentioned, she has, uh, an older sister named, uh, Commander. Um, and Commander would have, uh, you know, should have been, uh, next in line to take over the throne, uh, on Tamaran. Um, but, uh, when she's born, a few things happen. One, when she's born, uh, these evil aliens who are the enemies of Tamaran, called the Citadel, uh, invade the planet and they have a huge, like, battle and a bunch of people die, which has nothing to do with her, but now everybody associates her birth with this terrible thing. Um, That's unfortunate. When, yeah. And when she's a baby, uh, she suffers an illness um, that uh, prevents her from being able to, uh, use ultraviolet energy to fly the way that, uh, everybody else can do. Um, and three, uh, she's sort of, she's sort of weird. Um, Tamaranians are known for being very, you know, emotionally open and joyful and expressing themselves very freely and, uh, Commander, or Blackfire, as she's called when she comes to Earth, is, like, kind of, you know, reserved and brooding. Um, and everybody's like, we don't like her! Um, so her younger sister is basically picked to take over the throne, who is Starfire, uh, Cory, the hero of our story, um, which rhymes. Um, and, uh, Blackfire is very, very, very upset about this. Understandably. Um, yeah. I mean, that's justified. Her reaction probably isn't. No, um, but the the, no. the the emotion is justified. But yes, I would I would also be upset and resentful. Um the two of them are sent off to uh the like this traditional like Tamaranian warrior training. Um and like Commander gets so mad that uh she almost she tries to kill Starfire in like a training exercise and then she gets kicked out of warrior school cuz you're not supposed to do that um and then she just gets even madder um which that so one's she, on you yeah no you did you did that to yourself um so she ends up um allying herself uh with the citadel these evil aliens who are like you know 
Tamaran's main, like, military enemy. Um, she joins up with them. Um, she gives them a bunch of information about uh, Tamaran that leads them to be able to invade it. Um, they invade the planet. They, you know, uh, force the king to surrender. And they're like, on uh, one of our conditions... Uh, for your surrender, so that we do not destroy your planet, is that, uh, you give us your daughter as a slave. Um, and they're like, well... Which daughter? Our whole... Well, no, you give us your daughter who is not currently allied with us. Give us the daughter you like. Give us the good daughter. Ah, um, Beans, we like that daughter. Oh, we would have given you the other one, but she's already there. <laughs> ah, nuts. Um, so, uh, they hand, uh, Starfire over to the Citadel. Um. Did they pack her a lunch and say good luck? Um, well, mostly they were like, don't ever come back here or the Citadel will destroy our planet. <laughs> oh? Yeah. Um, this is a very... This is a very dark backstory, but a lot of these backstories are very dark. Yeah, it's comics. <laughs> it's comics. It's comics. It's the 80s. Um, even in New Teen Titans, which was not, like, a super grim dark series. Uh, a lot of dark stuff. Um, but, uh, she ends up enslaved by these aliens who hate her. Um, being, uh tortured a bunch by her sister who hates her, um, undergoing a lot of terrible treatment, obviously. Yes. Um, yes. And then at one point, uh, she and her sister are kidnapped by a different group of aliens called the Scions, who just, like, do, like, evil, like, science experiments on different kinds of aliens just to see what'll happen. Um... And they end up, like, basically overloading, like, Starfire and Blackfire's bodies with, uh, uh, ultraviolet radiation to see, like, oh, how much, how much can we do before it kills them? Um, and it, uh, it doesn't kill them. It actually ends up giving them both a new power that other Tamaranians don't have, which is the ability to shoot, like, uh, energy beams, um, which in, uh, Starfire's case are referred to as Starbolts. Um, and I, I, I guess those, their, uh, plan really backfired. Hey, there it is. Nice. Good stuff. Good, <laughs> uh, good, good content. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you, everybody. Um, That'll be the podcast for today. Ah, uh, yes, we've had a great time, everyone. Um, uh, so start, uh, the Citadel sends people to, uh, rescue Blackfire, and then Starfire ends up also escaping in the chaos, um, tries to help Blackfire, Blackfire tries to kill her again, um, and so Cory's like, okay, you know, I'm just, I'm just gonna peace, bye, um, and she steals a spaceship, and she ends up flying it to Earth! <laughs> Hey! Yay! That's us! That's us! We're here! Um, lands this spaceship on Earth, uh, very quickly runs into the Teen Titans, uh, 
kisses Dick Grayson so she can learn English. Um, and, uh, it establishes herself as one of the founding members of this, uh, new Teen Titans team. And she um, keeps kissing Dick Grayson just because it's nice. Yeah, it's nice. Um, yes, yeah, so that is, uh, one of her primary storylines, um, starting out in New Teen Titans is, uh, her and Dick Grayson, initially Robin, uh, later Nightwing over the course of this relationship, um, they, uh, they are dating, they almost get married at one point, um, but Raven, uh, Raven is evil, um, not because of the wedding, Raven is evil for unrelated reasons, and, uh, interrupts the wedding and tries to kill them. That's unfortunate. Yeah, which is just, which is a really tough thing to deal with. Um, Although, did it happen, just story-wise, did it happen when whoever was officiating asked if there were any objections? I do not remember off the top of my head. I feel like probably, just because, I feel like... If you're going to interrupt a wedding. Yeah, exactly. Like, you wouldn't miss out on that opportunity. No, um, even if you're evil, for unrelated reasons. Yeah, maybe especially if you're evil. When you're evil and you love drama, you gotta, you gotta go, you gotta go for that specific interruption. Either that um, or right when the bridal march starts playing. Oh, that's pretty good, too. That's a good one. So, uh, she, um, she and Dick are a couple for a pretty long time. Um, we've talked about this before. Um, I'm, I'm a, I'm a pretty big fan of this. Uh, I think if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that, um, Dick and, uh, Barbara Gordon is, like, my number one ultimate forever, uh, comic book heterosexual ship. Um. You gotta specify heterosexual. (laughs) Yeah, listen, that's important. That's an important detail. Um, but, uh, Dick and, uh, Corey are very fun together. Um, there's, uh, they're, they're just, like, extremely, extremely into each other. Um, and constantly are, like, they'll finish a fight and then be like, wow, great job defeating that, uh, supervillain. Me and Cory are definitely just gonna go, like, fly off into this building to make out. Um. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. We all did a great job here today. Um, we're gonna have victory makeouts. Um, also, Cory is, like, much, much taller than him. Um, and as, like, one of the people on the team who can fly, she's, like, constantly, like, carrying him, like, bridal style when they, like, have to fly to go somewhere. It's very good. It's very good. Um, so that's a great thing. Um, and also, uh, ties into, uh, one of Corey's main, uh, main sort of personality things, um, that comes up, which is that, uh, the, as mentioned, the Tamaranians as a whole, as a culture, uh, tend to be very emotionally open, uh, to, you know, they embrace feeling things very deeply, um, 
they are polyamorous, uh, and they don't have a lot of, like, social norms, uh, about, uh, you know, clothing, um, which, uh, on the one hand is, like, mostly an excuse to, uh, to... Sexualize her? To sexualize her. One, to have, uh, her primary outfit for a lot of her existence be, uh, just, just covering the least amount of body that it could possibly cover. Um, her new Teen Titans outfit is just, it's just, it's straps. It's just, like, strips of, of metal. Um, her, and her outfit in Red Hood and the Outlaws is Wurtz, which we will get to. Um, and also to have, like, oh, like, fun, wacky hijinks where, like, oh, they're, like, all going to the beach. And Corey's like, I don't understand why I have to wear this, uh, bathing suit. Like, why wouldn't I just go to the beach naked? And Donna's like, Corey, you can't go to the beach naked. I mean, <laughs> it's a fair question. It's a fair yeah. question. Why would you go to this place where you are try where you are going to submerge your entire body? Why would you wear clothes? Listen, if you are coming from a culture that does not have hang-ups about, you know, nudity, you probably would be very confused. Um and I'm always like I do genuinely I don't I don't obviously I don't like Corey's, uh, initial outfit. Um, I, I don't enjoy it. I think there have been a lot of redesigns of it over the years that, uh, do a much better job and, like, honestly, like, suit her character better. Um, and I think it's, like, it's a fine line to walk, um, (laughs) between sort of, you know, here's, like, you know, a fun, vibrant, sexual woman, and all, or, like, treating her as, you know, oh, she doesn't know anything about Earth, and she's innocent, and she's naked all the time, and, like, oh, no, like, what a zany misunderstanding. Um, I think, for the most part, um, New Teen Titans is good about a lot of that. Um, there's some, like, obviously, like, you know, it's not always great. But part of it, I think, has to do with, um, uh, George Perez tends, uh, to draw Corey as, like, very, like, like, one, very visibly, like, tall and strong and, like, built, um, but also... When she's not, uh, when she's not in her extremely, extremely revealing costume, because, like, a lot of New Teen Titans is about kind of, uh, you know, like, interpersonal stuff and, like, non-superhero, uh, related adventures. She wears, like, a lot of extremely, like, very, very fun, cute outfits. Um, and so there's a lot of panels of her just, like, looking like, you know, a very beautiful, like, alien woman who just looks really good in this, like, fun outfit that she's enjoying. 
Um, which I like. There's this one, there's this one, like, sequence of panels, um, that I think about a lot where it's just like, well, one, because it's her thinking about how, um, dreamy her boyfriend Dick Grayson is, which, like, mood, but it's also, like, it's just her in, like, like, a cut-off t-shirt and shorts, um, but, like, looking amazing in them, um, and, like, that kind of stuff I do love. Like, I think there is, there is a point in very specific circumstances, um, where Corey can hit that, like, oh, there's dogs, can hit that sort of, like, very, 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 very thin margin of, like, character who is designed by and primarily written by men, uh, to be sexy, um, but it's still, like, believable as a woman who, like, actually enjoys her own sexuality. Um, not all the time. And we'll talk in a second about, uh, the times that that's failed. But, like... (laughs) I... I would never dream of you not. (laughs) (laughs) But, Cory... Oh my god! Um, Cory is one of the characters where I can buy that. Um... And also, when she's written by women, it's it's great. She had, like, a solo series um, that was uh, done by Amanda Connor and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti um, that, uh, that was good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's her, that's her, her role as uh, a member of the Teen Titans is one... Uh, as this sort of, you know, this alien who's unfamiliar with Earth culture and comes from, uh, this warrior race, um, you know, learning how things work, um, experiencing the world for the first time, um, a lot of it with, like, Dick's help because he's the one she has the closest relationship with, um, and also as this, you know, very vibrant, dynamic, emotional, uh, kind of heart to the team, um, especially when you, uh, when you contrast her with, like, the, the two other main female characters starting out, um, who is Raven, who we will talk about, um, and Donna Troy, um, who we have already talked about. Who we have already talked about. Um, because Donna is sort of, you know, level-headed and even-keeled, uh, and Raven has a lot of baggage and is kind of withdrawn and brooding. Um, and then Starfire is this, you know, very lively, like, super expressive, like, deeply in touch with all of her feelings. Um, so, and they're, like, she is, she's very close with both Raven and Donna, which is nice. Um, and also it's kind of, like, probably the, the, the biggest powerhouse of the team. Like, the closest they have to, like, a Superman level, like, 
ability, which, like, obviously she's not at Superman level, um, but, uh, she has, she has beaten Donna in a fight who's, like, probably the second, like, strongest of this group, um, and especially when, uh, when she gets extremely angry, um, and just kind of, like, you know, loses, like, control of herself. She's, like, she's very, very powerful. And, like, again, this is the thing, because, like, she's, I think it's probably comparable to, you know, Captain Marvel's, uh, ability level and power set. Um, if Starfire existed in the Marvel Universe, it would be a way bigger deal. (laughs) But in DC, it's just, like, she's pretty good. You know, she's not, like, Superman, but, you know, she's pretty strong. Um, Could you imagine if she did have a Superman level of power? Um, yes, it would be good. That would be sweet. It would be sweet. (laughs) Just like Starfire, just, like, chilling with the Teen Titans, and everybody's like, um, and she's like, no, no, I'm good here. And they're like, are you sure you don't want to join the Justice League? And she's like, no, I'm good. These are my friends. I'm, like, I'm super good, actually. I just, I, that's honestly, I want all of the Teen Titans to just, like, get, like, wicked powerful and be, like, the strongest people in the DCU and then just be like, no, I think we're just gonna, we're just gonna hang out. No, we're, we're good, thanks. We're good, thank you. Um, so she's, uh, she's a core member of this team, um, her relationship with Dick is, like, a big part of both of their lives. Um, there's a couple, uh, future timelines, um, where they have a, uh, daughter together, um, named Mari Grayson. It's, like, M-A-R apostrophe I, or M-A apostrophe, M-A-R apostrophe I. Um, they're, like, they're, like, weird, like, alternate futures that aren't technically real um but you still see a lot of fan art of her because that's pretty cute um she uh she blackfire shows up on earth a few times um you know obviously yeah shows up on earth causes havoc tries to kill everybody sometimes she like teams up with other different aliens and then comes back and tries to kill everybody um she um she gets involved with uh some other various alien events. That's like the 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 primary uh thing. If it's not the only other thing that she tends to get involved with besides, you know, Teen Titan stuff is like, oh, there's a space thing and we need to get a bunch of space people. Um You know, for the space thing. You know, for the space, there's space stuff going on. Don't ask questions, it's space. Um, like, right now, she is on, um, Justice League Odyssey? Um, there's, like, two, there's the main, right now, there's the main Justice League, and then there's two, uh, Justice League spinoff teams. Um, one of them is Justice League Dark that has Wonder Woman and Zatanna and some other magical people, and that's dealing with, like, spooky fantasy stuff. Um, and then Justice League Odyssey 
has uh, Starfire and one of the Green Lanterns, and I think Vic is there too. Um, and they're doing kind of spacey sci-fi stuff. Um, so that's where she is now. She went on like a bunch of adventures with like uh, Animal Man and Adam Strange, um, who are both sort of sci-fi types. Um, you know those sci-fi types. You know. Animal um, men's and Mr. Strange's. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she, uh, she also, she, along with, uh, Garnvik and then, uh, Raven later on, um, she helps to, uh, mentor the, uh, the new... The next generation of Teen Titans, the like the Tim, uh, Tim Bart, Con, Kathy generation, um, does uh definitely pick a fight with the Justice League. Um, I mean, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Um, and she also she is or she was leading the next group of Teen Titans after that. Um. After they all got mad at Damien. Well. For, you know, for Damien reasons. Again, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Um, and all of those are good things. Um, unfortunately, in the middle there, um, I don't, like, and this is over now, so it's fine, but we are still going to talk about it, because it's a part of her history that I don't like, and we can learn, uh, important lessons from it. Um, so, in, uh, during the New 52, uh, in, like, 2011, when DC, uh, canceled all of its comics and rebooted them and made almost all of them unequivocally worse, um... You know, a a good move overall. Just a really good choice that everybody liked and nobody is still mad about, um... Starfire was part of uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, which was a team that consisted of her, uh, Jason Todd as the Red Hood, and uh, Roy Harper. As the Outlaws. As the Outlaws. (laughs) Um, Roy Harper, formerly Speedy, who I believe was going by Arsenal at the time. Um, Probably. Probably. Um, and this was sort of, you know, this was kind of a cool, edgy comic, because it was going to be about a bunch of, like, anti-heroes who didn't play by the rules, hence the name Red Hood and the Outlaws. And they were like, we're going to put uh, Starfire in here, because she's a cool, sexy alien, and she has this, like, dark backstory. Um... We're going to completely ignore her entire character. We are going to do that. One, we're going to make her outfit somehow even more revealing. Um, <laughs> like, defy time and space and physics to give I'm, her less clothes. I'm just imagining a bunch of people sitting around a writer's room just like, all right. How can we make this more revealing? And like the whiteboards filled up with mathematics and yeah. hours spent in a single room. Oh my god, honestly. 
Um, but, uh, they, so they decide the thing that they want to do with Starfire for this reboot, um, is that she lost all her memories, um, and now she has amnesia, um, and also she doesn't have any feelings. Because that's all that emotions are, I guess. Memories. They're just, you just remember having feelings, and you're like, oh yeah! Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's what feeling is like. Yeah, that's what that's like. Um, there's, uh, there's this whole thing where she, like, uh, she tells Roy, uh, like, oh, you know, I don't really want to have a relationship with you, uh, because Tamaranians don't really do relationships, like, we don't really, you know... How does she know she doesn't have memories? She doesn't have memories. Somebody told her. Um, it was probably Blackfire. Yeah, she she has she has some memories. I like listen. I hated this comic book. I tried to read as little of it as I could. Um, and then uh, she's like, "Oh yeah, Tamaranians like we don't really like care about you know relationships or whatever." And then Roy finds out that actually Tamaranians care about relationships a lot. And place like a ton of value on that on them, and you know, feel romantic love very deeply. And he's like, "Hey, why, why did you tell me that?" And she's like, "Well, I just don't want to have relationships. I don't have any feelings. Um, and it's just a bummer. Uh, it's just the pits. She's just like you know, she's sexy and she's." unavailable, and she, you know, oh, she doesn't care about anything. And she, uh, she does violence. Um, which is also, which is, like, a thing that, you know, is, uh, is true of, you know, actual non-New 52 Cory also, is that, like, she can be prone to, you know, like, a lot of anger, and tends to lash out, um, you know, part of which is because she comes from a culture that, you know, values fighting. Um, and also because, uh, she just, you know, she cares, she cares a lot about things. And when somebody hurts her friends or does something very evil, she gets very upset and she wants to stop them. By, which is fair. Yeah, by throwing them into the sun. <laughs> um... Maybe a little less fair, depending on what it is. Yeah, so that's, like, a lot of, uh, a lot of the conflict in her and Dick's relationship comes from, you know, Dick having this very, like, you know, Batman internalized idea of self-discipline, um, and, you know, things you should and shouldn't do and lines you absolutely can't cross. Um, Throwing people into the sun is definitely a hard line. Batman told him that day one. It was like, you can't do that. Um, And, you know, trying to keep Corey from, like, acting out really strongly. Um, And then there's also this whole thing that's not great, um, where uh, Dick's like, well, you know, I, I value monogamy. Which is, like, which is fine as, you know, it's a reasonable relationship conflict that you would have. But it's, like, it's always painted a little bit as, like, you know, Dick explaining to Corey, like, the right way to do things. Um, 
which is like, yeah, like big, big whatever. I don't big gross. I, yeah, I gen, I generally tend not to. Well, you can't blame it on Dick as a character; he's not real. I <laughs> generally think that's like not so much like supposed to be like oh, like Dick's a controlling jerk, so much as like these writers don't really get <laughs> polyamory. These writers don't understand that there's other ways to have a relationship that's not monogamy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyways, so Starfire and Red Hood and the Outlaws is, like, just, just a huge bummer. Um, and I bring it up mostly because I, like, I think it's sort of, I think it has, like, died down a little bit. But I think there has been sort of an idea, especially, um, from male writers, um, I mean, we all, I just watched Game of Thrones, especially from male writers, um, that, you know, if you have a strong, sexy female character, she's always sexy, um, the way to show how, you know, cool and strong and powerful she is, um, is to have her not care about anything, um, because that's just how badass she is. She does violence, and she doesn't care. Um, feminism. <laughs> feminism. Do die. Feminism. Do violence. Don't care. Yeah. Um, and, like, I need that patch for my, <laughs> my jean jacket. <laughs> um, if somebody designs us that patch, I will be forever grateful to you. Um, but, uh, and, like, in some cases, it's more insidious than others. Like, in Starfire, it's especially blatant because, like, they took a character who wasn't that and was like, this is how she is now. Um, I think, like, sometimes it does genuinely come from, like, oh, I want to, like, show how powerful this woman is. Uh, I don't know. I guess she just, like, shoots people and then goes, whatever. Um... Didn't you know powerful women aren't allowed to have emotions? They're not. Um, and... You can either have power or have emotion. That's other than anger. Anger is power. Anger? Everything is sex except for sex, which is power. <laughs> um, but I think written well, and I think for the most part, like... Wolfman and Perez, like, do this pretty well. Um, Corey is a great example of how you can have a woman who's, like, very powerful, um, and, you know, very self-assured and confident, um, who also, like, has just the most feelings. Um, and, like, those feelings can be both, you know, a drawback and a strength, as are, like, you know, most personality traits tend to be both. Um, as, you know, Corey is somebody who, like, cares about people and, like, cares about fairness and justice and, like, you know, people being treated well, like, very, very strongly and loves her friends and would do anything for them. Um... And uses those, you know, very strong feelings to, like, 
give herself courage and strength and, you know, the determination to keep fighting. And then Corey is also somebody who, you know, sometimes makes rash decisions and, you know, uh, goes into things without thinking or lets her anger or her, you know, her fear, like, get the better of her and she sort of reacts too strongly. And, like, all of those things can be true. Um, and can make a more interesting character than a very sexy woman who is just, you know, uh, punches people real hard. Um, I, um, I love Cory. Um, New Teen Titans is very good, Cory. Um, that, uh, that miniseries, um, the, uh, Amanda Connor, Jimmy Palmiotti miniseries, uh, is genuinely very fun. Um, it's, a lot of it is about her just, like, living in, like, this small town in Florida, um, if I recall correctly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And just kind of, you know, getting to know people. Um, she also, um, also she loves gardening. That's just a really good, uh, Starfire fact. Um, is that, uh, she loves to garden, and she loves plants, um, and she cares a lot about nature and animals, and she loves to learn new things, and she's so great. <laughs> wow. 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 Um, also, uh, the 2003 cartoon Teen Titan Starfire is obviously, like, a pretty different take on the character, um, where she's, you know much spacier, and a lot less confident, um, and obviously doesn't go into, uh, a lot of the very grim stuff in her backstory, um, but, uh, that version of Starfire is also very important. She's definitely my touchstone. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Um, did you have anything to add, or any comics you wanted to talk about? Uh, no to both, although you did say something a couple minutes ago that reminded me of something I was thinking about that I didn't write down for our bonus episode, so thank you for that. Okay, perfect. Um, which we will do next time, and I will remember that we're going to do it. (laughs) Yeah, this isn't really one that you can phone in, I think. Yeah, no, just like kind of... Uh, it's gonna be, hey, it's gonna be very good. Get it on our Patreon. Um, I had a few things. Um, most of them Marvel for once. Uh, Oh. Yeah, I know. Um, A surprise. Can you believe it? Um, one, uh, the second issue of the McElroy's, uh, Journey into Mystery came out this past week. Um... It is it is still very fun, um, uh, but also uh introducing some uh more emotional stuff that I was not really expecting. Um so more emotional and also like like way like deeper into like Marvel lore than I thought it was gonna go. Which like Thank you, Clint McElroy. Yeah, thank you, Clint, honestly. Um also uh as part of War of the Realms, um, the first issue of, uh, New Agents of Atlas came out, 
um, which is the comic book that uh, introduces Marvel's first uh, uh, Filipina superhero, uh, Wave, uh, who is very, very cool, and I love her. Um, but uh, New Agents of Atlas is also a um, an all-Asian superhero team. Um, Hell yeah. Yeah, featuring a combination of some existing characters like Silk and Amadeus Cho and some new characters like Wave and some characters who were introduced in, like, other mediums who haven't been in the comics yet. Um, and so it's, it's, a, it's all Asian characters um, written... I know both written and drawn by uh, an Asian writer, an Asian artist. I think it was also Asian artists doing most of the covers, um, which is which which is great. And um, Wave is very cool. I love Amadeus Cho, um, and it's very it's very cool. It's good. Um, also, this was a couple weeks ago, um, but the um, the Marvel team up featuring uh Spider Man and uh Ms. Marvel, um, written by uh Eve Ewing, who's also currently writing uh Ironheart. Um uh Peter and Kamala switch bodies. <laughs> um Hell yeah. And it's so delightful. Um they're both so fun. Um also the second issue I don't know if it's the main cover or a variant, um, but the cover that I got has, like, uh, like, Peter in, uh, Kamala's outfit and Kamala in Peter's outfit, and it's, like, it's a great cover. Um, it's very fun. Um, and one DC thing, um, just so I can stay on brand, uh, the first issue of Batman and the Outsiders just came out, um, written by, uh, Brian Edward Hill, who was sort of, like, who basically, like, backdoor piloted this as part of his run on Detective Comics, um, but it's, uh, it's got Batman, uh, Black Lightning, uh, Cass and Duke, who are, uh, both two members of the Bat family who I love very, very much, um, and don't get a lot of spotlight, uh, and, uh, Katana is also there, um, and it's, the Outsiders are a team that have been, like, cropped up several times in, like, several different incarnations, um, throughout DC, uh, I'm excited for this one, 90% because, um, I love, I love Duke and Cass. It's Um, a good, it's a, it's a good place to place your love. Yeah. They're great, and I'm excited for them to be, you know, major-ish characters of of a series instead of just kind of vaguely supporting cast. Um, so that's uh, that's what's going on. That's what I am excited about. If you that's want, comics. That's comics, baby. Um, if you wanna uh see what we're excited about or tell us about what you're excited about. Um, you can find us on the internet. We have Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest. All of those are under, uh, Capes and Japes. Um, we have a Discord channel. 
where we just officially lifted our endgame spoiler embargo, um, and I need to go respond to that. Um, we have a Patreon, um, which is where we will post that bonus episode when we do it next week. Do we um, want to give a Do we want to give a little hint as to what it is? Because I'm excited about this one. You, yes, yes, yes. You should. You should give the hint. Superheroes, but they're Dungeons and Dragons classes. <laughs> Hell, yes. Um. So if that sounds like something uh, you'd be interested in, and it probably does if you're listening to this podcast, um, you have, uh, that'll be going up for this month. You can also join after this month, and then, you know, you'll still get access to it. But if you want to listen to it as soon as possible, you should join our Patreon. Um, if you, um, if you can't do that, but you're still a big fan we would love if you left a rating and a review for us um that's like that's very helpful we would love it um if you let a friend know if you think they'd be into it um and we would love it if you just uh kept kept coming back and kept listening um because because it's good it's good thanks Our official sign-off. It's good. Thanks. (laughs) It's good. I like it. Um, Thank you. We love you. Sorry I lost steam, like, right at the end of the outro. Uh, (laughs) We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for joining us here on Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Elyon. And, as always, kiss me sexy Batman so I can learn English. probably like 12 other languages if it's Batman. That's fair. (laughs) 